Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the FCI podcast. The FCI is a global organization with 99 members spread across the entire world, all the way from South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, and all the way to Oceania, Australia, and New Zealand. So to make things easier, the FCI is actually divided into three distinct geographical locations. And these three locations form what they call sections within the FCI. So the European section comprises of all the European countries and member countries grouped together. Um, the Asia, Africa and Oceania section consists of the Asian, African and Oceania members together. And lastly, we have the Americas and Caribbean section, which comprises of all the South American FCI members. 99 members split into full members and also contract partners, distinctly split into these three sections for ease of organization and communications. And in this episode, I talked to the three section presidents to understand better why the FCI is divided geographically into these sections, yet remaining one global organization. Okay, hi everyone and welcome to the FCI podcast channel. In this, in this series, what I'm aiming to do is to give everyone within the FCI and outside of the FCI an insight into the FCI, how the FCI works, different aspects that make this global organization so interesting, and um, but unfortunately not well understood. So the aim of this series is to put some light on those questions that you've had and uh, this series focuses on the FCI section presidents, and today I have the honor of having a chat, uh, a brief chat with uh, the European, FCI European section president, uh, Mr. Jürgen Hinze. Hi, Jürgen, how are you? Good to have you. Hello, Gobi, I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Better seeing you. So let's jump straight in and, and, and get to the yes. question. Um, you know, as I said, it's just to bring some clarity to, to things about the FCI. So could you tell us what the function of a section is? Uh, in the FCI and what was the need uh, for the formation of sections within the FCI? Yes, I can do it briefly. Uh, sure. The section, the European section started in the end of the 70s. Okay. Uh, and, in the, and in the beginning, uh, the first, not only in the beginning, the first 25 years, there was only a president, there was no general committee, there was only one person. And right. in the first 15, 16 years, it was a French guy called Camille Michel who was the president, Okay. And he was in 1989, followed by Uwe Fischer from Germany. Okay. And the meaning about uh, creating a section was that countries with more or less common interest in a certain area should have the possibility to come together and discuss common okay. problems at least once a year. That was the meaning behind it. Okay, and, and when they formed the European section in the 70s, I'm assuming it was the first section because, I mean, when the FCI started, it was started by a group of um, European kennel clubs, um, and then, of course, the membership grew. But um, was the European section the first section that was ever formed? Yes, it was. And uh, after some years uh, came also the Asian section and the uh, Caribbean and South American section too, but it was some years later. Okay, and, and how long have you been the uh, section president? I have been president since 1991. It's 30 years this year. Wow, wow. And you're also um, the president of your National Kennel Club. Uh, yes, I'm the president of the Danish Kennel Club, and I've been that since 1977. That means I've been it for 44 years. Okay, and, and uh, that's a very long time in service to yeah. dogs. So. <laughs> 
Wow, okay, I think you deserve a medal. Um, and, and can you tell us a little bit about how someone becomes a section president? What's the process to becoming a section president? Yes, after we in the 90s established the real board in the European section, we worked out uh, several proposals. And in 1998, uh, the General Assembly finally decided on rules and, and uh, standing orders for our section. And okay. in year 2000, we elected our first real uh, general committee, okay. uh, consisting of five persons who right. are elected for a four-year period. Okay. Uh, and uh, we are five members in the general committee, uh, elected three are on election in every second year and the other two the other year. Okay, and, and, and all these representatives are all um, kennel club European Kennel Club representatives. So they're the ones that get elected to this European section board. Is that correct? They are, they are all part of... Um, they, the are, they are all representing one of our member kennel clubs. It, okay. is, not all, it is not all presidents of kennel clubs who are, are forming the general committee. It okay. could also be a member of a kennel club. They can, everybody who are a member of a kennel club can run for election in the general committee of the European section. Okay, and and um, uh, this this uh, process is is it a standardized thing across all the sections of the election of a president, and then you have a board within the section. That's a standard process across no, the. FBI? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. We we do not have the same rules in all three sections, but more or less they are the same. The principles about elections are the same. Okay, okay. So uh, th there is some standardization, but the yes. the, the, the the details might be different for each section. Yes. Okay, right. How often, how often is that normally uh, the elections take place? You said every two years or four years? Yes, every two years, every two years. Every two years, okay, so then they yeah. elect you. And how many members are there in the European section? We are, at the time, 50. 50 members of the European wow. section. Well, wow. that, that, is, that is the largest section in the FCI, right? Yeah, by far, by okay. far the largest. <laughs> we are larger than the other two together. Uh, and uh, we have... Also, all members of the European unions are members of the European section. Okay. So that means that we have it in, in our part in the European section, we have very close connection to the European uh, Parliament and to the European Commission because okay. a lot of legislation in Europe are made in the European Parliament and in the Commission. So it's very important for us to follow it and to work uh, up to the most the, uh, the Commission and uh, we also have a lobbying company in Bristol who are following all legislation okay. about dogs, about animal welfare legislation, about yeah. transport over borders, and a lot of these things. So uh, okay. I am at least twice a year in the European Parliament or in the Commission. Oh. Okay, and, and, and you mentioned the board members. How, how often does the board meet and how do they support you in the role of president? Uh, we have a regular uh, physical board meetings twice a year when we don't have Corona, of course. Uh, and we have also Zoom meetings, as we have assumed now. We yeah. have also Zoom meetings. And this year we have already had three, three Zoom meetings okay. in the board. It's, it's a very easy way to make short meetings and take decisions on. Yes, yes. And, and um, as a section, obviously, in, in uh, non-Corona times, how often would you all meet? Once a year? Is that, is no, that two. We meet, we meet twice, plus we meet in our General Assembly. We have a General Assembly every year. Okay. And every second year we have election, 
But every year we have to nominate a country for organizing the European dog show. Okay, okay. So we have a general assembly every year. Okay. And and um, um, is it a challenge? I mean, you're running 50 countries. Is it a challenge to run such a large section as well as your own kennel club or having done it for so many years, it's, a, it's, a, it's second nature for you? I can say I'm getting used to it. <laughs> I've, done, I've done it for so many years. Of course, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to keep the contact. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also send out newsletters from our section uh, every quarter of the year. Wow, wow okay. Uh, about information, about what we are doing, about European legislation, about important stuff our members need to know. So uh, to keep our, our members up, updated, it is a big part of the job. Excellent. And, and what other roles do you play as a section president besides doing all this, going to the European Parliament? What are the other things that you are involved with to keep the section running, so to speak? Of course, of course, coordinate the work in the general committee of the European section. Okay. And also, and it's also an important part of it, to take part in the FCI general committee. Okay. We are organized that way that the section president are automatically members of the FCI general committee. Okay. So I have my own kennel club, I have the European kennel club, the European section, but also, I mean, it's a great part of the job to take part in, in the discussions and in the work of the FCI. And it is a lot. It is a job. It's really the biggest part of it. Excellent. Well, you, you surely must enjoy it. I've done it for this many years and survived. So I, I guess there must be some enjoyment there. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah, I mean, you're passionate if, about it. And, and if, can it, I just... if, if, you, if I couldn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it because... <laughs> we do it we do we do it for nothing we don't get paid for it absolutely and and just for the, for the viewers who are who are not so familiar um the um the fci uh, uh, general committee is actually the board of directors so all the section presidents are automatically uh, they don't have to be elected at the general um uh, at the general assembly but they are automatically once they're elected as section president they have a position of a uh, board of directors so they sit yes. and represent the yes. uh, things and yes that's right but, but that's not all because that's not all we are automatically members of the of the fci uh, board of directors the general committee but we need to also be approved by the fci general ah. uh, assembly because that the belgian law who demands that I but see. it is only it's only a technical sense it, it is okay okay it's only a formality okay and has this um, process once they instituted this um, thing about section presidents, has that been an automatic um, then position to the board prior? I mean, like there's always been practice in the FCI. That no, nope. uh, no, it's okay. it started in the beginning of the nineties. Wow. Okay. When 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 all three sections were very very well established, then uh, we changed our statute so okay. the sections had a seat in the general committee. Okay. So before that, it, before that, it no? is very good. No, before that, every every members of the general committee of the FCI were elected in the FCI general how assembly. Okay, how interesting! Wow. Okay, excellent. Um, and sorry, I, I cut you off there, but um, what what would you say is the greatest strength of the European section in the FCI? That we are so many, and we have all the biggest, all the biggest country except we have all the biggest countries are our members. Excellent. Okay. From from Russia to all the 27 European Union countries and uh, also to all these smaller Eastern countries who are not yet members of the EU, 
we are big and we are, are strong also financially. And uh, of course, because we have so many big CASIC shows and that the CASIC shows who are financing the FCI, the, F the European section are financing around 80% of the budget of the FCI. Wonderful. Wow. Okay. Excellent. And all, and all the income, all the incomes comes from, from a fee on dogs participating in CASIC shows. And that's what is running the FCI. And most of the big CASIC shows are running Europe. That's why we are financing so much of it. And, and, and I'm assuming it's a, fair, it's a fair, it's a fair way to do it. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming other things like the trials, the hunting trials, all that oh, is, yeah. more, is more common in Europe rather than the other sections of the FCI. Oh, yeah. Yes, but in numbers, the participant in numbers in trials are by far not so big as they are in the shows. Okay, excellent, excellent. Okay, and anything else you'd like to add? Otherwise, I think you know we've we've uh, done fantastically with uh, getting an under a brief understanding of how sections work and how the European section is. Um, I would just like to add that finally, 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 it seems like we are over the COVID-19 situation oh, in Europe, yeah. because it has hit us so hard as it, as it has in the rest of the world. Yes. But uh, now we can organize big events again. This weekend, there was World Championship in Mondioring in Romania, That's organized right. by the Romanian Kennel Club. And two weeks ago, or one and a half week ago, we had the World Dog Show in Bruno, uh, in Czechia, with more than 12,000 entries. And beautiful, excellent, well-organized show. And we will see many, many more of them. And if I see on my own countries, three weeks from now, four weeks from now, we have a show in Herning where the World Dog Show 2010 took place, where we have 12,000 entries. I just got the wow. figure today. Yeah. Wow, 12,000. That's almost 12,000 entries. And, and the entry date is not closed yet. So we expect another 1,000. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I, I, that is the best news. I mean, that we're, things are going back to normal and exactly. coming again. And I really wish you well, uh, both with your show coming up and with the European section. Thank you so much for your time, Jorgen. And um, I hope you've had as much fun as I've had uh, on this brief interview. For sure, I had. Thank you for calling. Okay, thank you so much. Take care. Thank Bye -bye. you. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is part two of this episode where I continue uh, interviewing the FCI section presidents. And now I have the honor um, and pleasure of uh, interviewing Dinky Santos, who is the president of the FCI Asia, Africa, and Oceania section. Hi, Dinky. Welcome to the interview. Hi, hi, Gopi. Hi, Gopi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Still struggling here. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. Same here. Anyway, I'm going to jump straight in, Dinky. Um, you know, like uh, Africa, Asia, and Oceania. So Asia, Africa, and Oceania section, A2O. Can you tell us what that's about? I mean, like it's called, I know it's called the A2O. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's, um, it's Asia, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. and now we have Africa. Um, we used to be a very small section. And um, now we're getting bigger because Africa, they were actually Africa joined us. Right. And uh, now we have Africa, we have Morocco, Egypt, and all the Algeria. And so for the future African uh, um, countries that will join the FCI. Okay. So they, they I mean, that, that was one of my questions actually, was why Africa is under Africa and Asia pretty far. Um, but um, so the, the purpose being that because there are fewer countries in Africa, they have joined 
on the Asian section, because unlike, say, Europe, which has already got 50 members, the Asian section is not that big, so it's more manageable for you as the president. Is that correct? No, well, they also were asked to vote. Okay. And I think Egypt and South Africa voted to be to join Asia. Okay. Um, because Europe is just too big. I mean, they have 30-something countries. Yeah. And in Asia, we have fewer countries. Okay. And also we're friendlier. I mean, um, <laughs> we're a friendly, we're a friendly section, and Asians are basically very friendly. Okay. So they all join us. Okay, so so how many members are there in the Asian section? We have 27 members. Well, Asian 27 Asian members. All, all now, yeah. 27. Okay. Well, 27 now. Okay. 14 are voting members. Okay. We have um, five associate members okay. and eight contract partners. Okay. So eventually, the 14 voting members will go up because I think, I think Egypt is going to become a voting member soon okay. and some other countries. So we're getting bigger. And also, we have a lot of countries in Asia and Africa who want to join the FCI. Okay. So um, if they meet the minimum requirements, then they can join the FCI, we get bigger. Right, okay. And I mean, fastest growing section, the ATO section is the fastest growing section, is that? Well, I put it this way. Um, we have room for growth, okay? We have a lot of untapped countries okay. who want to join the FCI, who have still not joined the FCI, both in Asia and in Africa. Okay. So, I mean, we've only tapped a few countries in both continents. Okay. So once the other countries start to wake up and start to join, uh, we may become as big as Europe. Okay. Do, do, you, do you think eventually there'll be a separation where Africa will have their own section once they get large enough to fulfill the... Well, you need a certain number, okay? You need a certain number of dogs registered per year to become um, a section. Okay. So maybe not in the next... 10 years. Okay. So well, in the next 10 years, we're still seeing the same the same setup. Right. And and the Asian section, I understand, was the second section actually to be um, formed in the FCI. Who were the initial members of this of this section? Of the Asian um, well, Japan. Japan led the section for a long time. And okay. um, we have the Philippines, Malaysia, Korea, um, Taiwan. Um, there were about five to six countries only, okay. and Japan was leading it, but yeah. now we've grown so much. Okay, so that's 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 good. And and um, how long have you been the president of the FCIATO section? I've been the president since 2013, so that's eight years already, so fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I feel, it seems like yesterday, yeah. And, and you're also the uh, president of your national kennel organization, uh, you know, the PCCI. Um, how, how do you find a, a balance to, to do both of lead the section and your country? Well, it's two different things. Okay. Basically, your day-to-day -day will be the NCO or the Philippine okay. Canadian Club. And once in a while, you have uh, issues with, within the section and okay. you deal with the section problems or the section guide the section through um it's it works hand in hand you know because um it, it it just works hand in hand okay and and um can you tell us a little bit about 
what your role is as president on the FCI board, on the main board, what, what, what um, importance or what role does that play in you sitting on the board as the secretary? Well, as I, as I tell everyone in the section that I am the representative of, I'm your representative to the board. Okay. I'm not a leader or anything. I'm, 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 not, I'm not the boss. I'm basically representing you. So if there are any problems, any issues, anything you want to bring up, I can bring it up to the board. At the same time, we have someone in the board for Asia, Africa, and Oceania who sits on the board. So it's easier to basically to, to your irks, your problems, your what you want to push, what you want to, what you want to promote. You can easily tell me and I can push it onto the board. It's easier because I'm your face in the board. Okay, so you're the link basically from your section to the, to the yes. board yes. And, and you represent, you're representing the needs and, and things like that of, of your section um, to the main FCI board. Yeah, would that be You correct? got the word correct, I'm the link. I'm okay. the link, so basically um, anything that they need is through me and I can present it to the board. Okay, being so far away from Europe, um, how does the FCI HQ um, you know, in, in Belgium, how do they support you? How does the office there support the sections? Well, basically, basically now that um, we we we're so close to each other because of the internet, there's no there's nothing far and near and far anymore. Yeah. Because of the internet, we can we can communicate. We can. It's like we're all next door neighbors. Yeah. So basically, it's very easy. And um, well, the FCI is the one that um, they they have the they they do the they do the they plan everything out. They do they have the requirements. They have the rules, and basically we follow them. Okay. So basically, FCI has board meetings every every so often. The board and uh, we make the rules and the guidelines. So basically, I. Tell, then I tell the countries or FCI tells the countries how these new guidelines and basically what to follow. Okay. And, and um, so, so essentially the FCI doesn't govern the national canine organizations. It's more of they help you to understand the, the guidelines and the regulations that the FCI has for um, various issues with concerned shows or breeding of dogs and welfare and all those issues. Would that be an accurate description of, of this sort of... Yes, um, basically the NCOs or clubs um, run it the way they run it. Okay. But FTI has a set of guidelines which you have to follow. Okay. But um, other than that, you can run it the way you want to run it. Okay. Um, without going over the, the requirements and the guidelines. So essentially the FCI does not control national kennel clubs in terms of how they run their day-to-day -day operations and things like that. No, no, they don't. They leave it up to you as to how you want to run it. Excellent. How, how important in this day and age is unity in the dog world? Um, and especially in Asia, which as you mentioned, has got many new countries evolving and coming through into the world of pedigree dogs. How important is unity? As you see it. Of course, it's very, it's very important because, I mean, before we took over, before I took over, Asia was not united and um, they just didn't seem to, they didn't have any direction. Every, every, each 
country would go its own way. But now, ever since we tried to over, we've been united, we talk, um, we, we plan together. So basically, we move in the same direction. And uh, the same with, with Africa, for example. They now talk to us and ask us what to do. And so with Australia and New Zealand, they don't feel that they're, they're not part of us. They feel that they're part of us and that we guide, we guide them through. If they have any questions, we help them. And uh, we have meetings with them. So everything seems to be going the right way. Okay. And, and my last question, what, what, do you, what would you say are the greatest strengths of the FCI A2O section? Well, well, the first thing is that we're united. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, compared to the other sections, we're the most one. Um, we talk a lot. Um, even if we have Australia, New Zealand, and Africa with us, in, together with us in Asia, we still talk a lot. Um, we, we, we're, we're at peace with each other. We, we guide each other, which is very, very important. Okay. Um, that's it, you know? I mean, what's important is that you all move together. You don't leave anyone behind. And that's what we have in Asia. We don't leave anyone behind. We all move together. Excellent. So a united, friendly section that's moving in one direction. Definitely. We are proud to be united. You know, Asians are different. Asians are very, they're very quiet people. They don't really, they don't really attack one another. So, I mean, we, we as a section are basically very, very friendly. We're very united. And, um, you know, it's, it's a nice, it's a very, very, as of today, it's a very, very nice section, a very peaceful section and a very progressive section. Excellent. Thank you, Dinky. Any, any other parting words before I thank you and, and end this um, brief interview? Well, um, our, our section, Asia, Africa, and Oceania section, is a section that will become a really strong section. It's going to become a big section. Um, in a few years, we have more members join us. We have more members from Asia and Africa who want to join us. Hopefully they meet the minimum requirements and they can join our section. And I see that in 10 years, it will be a big, a very big section and a very strong section. And I still hope that we stay united so that we can move forward together. Excellent. And, and, I, and I personally just want to make mention, when we say Africa as well, there, there are, I must make mention that there seems to be a, a large number of um, kennel clubs coming up in the Middle East who are joining the, the FCI and, and the section. And, and that's very encouraging as well to see um, passionate pedigree dog people in that part of the world um, coming on board as well. Okay, Dinky, thank you so much for your time and thank you for um, shedding some light on, on how sections operate and your role in the uh, uh, FCI Asia, Africa and Oceania section. Thank you for your time, take care and catch you thank soon. You thank you very much. Hi everyone and welcome back to the last segment of this episode where I get the opportunity to talk 
to the FCI section presidents. And in this episode, I have the, or in this part, I have the honor and privilege to speak to Dr. Jose Luis Pyro from Mexico, who is the president of the FCI Americas and Caribbean section. Hola, Dr. Pyro, how are you? Hello, Gupi, how are you? I'm very well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity of uh, the interview. It's a pleasure. We want we want people to understand the FCI better. So let's jump straight in. Um, how long have you been president of the uh, of this section of the Americas and Caribbean section of the FCI? Well, first of all, I would like to say that it has been a great honor for me to be part of the FCI board members from the most important uh, dog organization in the world, and. Uh, of course, representing there in the board, uh, the Americas and Caribbean section. Uh, I was elected in 2015, okay. uh, the first time, yeah. and I have been uh, president for six years now. And okay. also I'm president of the Mexican Kennel Club, of course. Okay. And how long have you been uh, president of the Mexican Kennel Club? Well, uh, the last time is, I have been uh, twice in a period, so then uh, 10 years now. Oh, okay. From this second part. Excellent. Well, there was uh, somebody else longer. Sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how many members are there in the um, Americas and Caribbean section of the FCI? Yes, that is very important because uh, we have 20 countries from... Uh, you know, the whole uh, Central and uh, South America and America, because we are part of America and the United States and that. Uh, yes, we are 20 and we are very happy because now we have again Venezuela, who, are, who is uh, join us again Excellent. after all the problems they have in their country yeah, and yeah. Cuba and Cuba also. Wonderful. And and how long has the section been in existence? How long has it? Uh, well, you know, it was uh, uh, in 1978. Wow. Uh, we we had in Mexico the World Dog Show, okay. and Mrs. Thelma Bontaden was president, and that's when they decided in the FCI to uh, have the the sections. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the second section, probably. I think the European was the first one. Yeah. And yeah. Thelma Bontaden was uh, the, pres the first president in 1978. Okay. Then Dr. Barone Forzano from Brazil was the next president in 1983. And uh, uh, Hermano Maniero from Peru was the third one. Then Miguel Angel Martinez. Okay. Uh, for many years, 20-something years, oh. and then in uh, 2015, myself, okay. till now, six and, years. And who were the initial members of when the section was formed? Who were the initial members of, of the, the uh, uh, FCI uh, Americas and Caribbean section? That is very interesting because when Thelma was president, she was also president of the Mexican Kennel Club, Okay. And uh, when she got to be the uh, president of the section, uh, Dr. Barone was present uh, and several other 
from there was two from Mexico that Mrs. Uh, Premio Real, who who was the breeder of Cholos uh, Quintles, she mm-hmm. was from um, uh, Europe, right? European European lady, and uh, she, you know, it's incredible. She did a lot of work for the Cholos Quintles in Mexico. Wow. Mm-hmm. All of them were together working for uh, for the the section, right. and. Uh, there was a lady that, that uh, Yolanda Vargas from uh, from uh, uh, from uh, Colombia, okay. Mm? okay, and and some others. So the initial members were Mexico, Brazil, Colombia. Who were the other members? Of, um, uh, I think it was uh, yes, Carmen Gibson from uh, Ecuador. Okay. I remember that, and of course. Uh, the lady from Panama. Okay. You, you know. Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So these are the initial oh. members. Excellent. And um, is it a challenge for you to run a section that's so geographically spread out? Because, you know, you, South America and, and the Caribbean and the, you know, the, that part is, is very spread out and it's a huge landmass. Is it a challenge to run such a geographically spread out section? Well, yeah, yes, in a way, but uh, li- listen, not really. Uh, of course, Argentina is too far from here. It's like going to Europe, yeah. you know, and the other Brazil also. But you know something that it's really incredible. We are very close. Excellent. We all of us, as we speak the same language, most in everywhere in every place, only Brazil. Portuguese, but Portuguese is very close to Spanish. You can understand perfect. And we have been, you know, it was difficult during the the pandemic, the coronavirus. It was really difficult because we couldn't have any dog show. We couldn't have anything. But we did something. In WhatsApp, we got a group. And since then, it's working fantastic. Very excellent, fantastic, because we are close every day. We write each other, we ask everybody what do they think, and they ask us, look, we have a problem with this dog or this breed. We answer everything. We did a lot of uh, interviews to the breeders, so everybody could see it during the pandemic. And many Zoom uh, meetings. It was fantastic. Even uh, uh, Thomas Jackal was president, uh, the president of the FCA. He was present in in some of them. So actually, the pandemic has been good for the unity in the and and and, and building ties within the uh, your section during this time because you got together and are trying to solve problems that each of you same problems you may have in different countries, but you know it's the same thing. Yes. Look, when uh, Mrs. Fontaden was president, that she was also a member of the FCI board, and uh, she was uh, very interested in that. She wanted us to be very close in America, very close. They they didn't have the the WhatsApp, but they (laughs) were very close. So now uh, we still are very, very good friends. 
Very good. We don't have any problem. We can work together, all of the ones, and we can get together when we have the meetings with the General Assembly at the FCI. Yeah. And and you said you mentioned the issue that you all speak the same language. Obviously, that's an advantage because, I mean, I know in, in, in Brazil they speak Portuguese, but as you've mentioned, it's quite similar. So speaking the same language is also uh, uh, um, something that's kept you guys together? Yes. But, you know, something, everybody speaks English too. So <laughs> there, there, then there's no problem uh, getting together with, with uh, interviews or everything. It's, it's really fantastic. I think it's a great, great, great honor for me to yeah. be this part in my life, you know, that they give me this opportunity to be yeah. uh, the president with them. And uh, we discuss about many things, you know, the problems now that we have in the world with the, you know, the, the people that fight against the dogs to yeah. be not reproduce and all of these problems. Yeah, all this anti-breeding. Everywhere. Yeah, anti-breeding. Yes, I know it's yes. hit a few of the South American countries quite badly uh, and, and yes. also Mexico yourself. So yeah, absolutely. And um, by the time this episode airs, you, it'll be almost time for um, the uh, section show for the uh, Americas, which is uh, this year taking place in Peru. Could you tell us how does that happen? How do they decide who gets to, to host the section show? Oh, yes, yes. Well, as I told you before, we are good friends. We don't fight for that. So we program very well. And um, they were, we have had, uh, since I remember, the in, in 16, 2016, it was Colombia, 17, right. Guatemala, and 18, uh, Brazil, and 19, Mexico. Costa Rica was this year also because of the pandemic. Yeah. We couldn't uh, have uh, last year. But you know, it worked perfect because these people did an extraordinary uh, work. And now Peru is going to have it in, in November. And uh, so, you know, it's really perfect. Could you tell us a little bit about um, what you feel your role is as a section president for your members? Yes, uh, we tried uh, since we, I started with them. Now we have a website okay. so we can, uh, also uh, produce everything that we have in every country. We have all the details. So the breeders from every country could go into the website and see the new, the next uh, dog shows and the next uh, uh, events that we have in America. You know that we will have in, in America also the World Dog Show in Brazil in yes. 20. Yes, 22. Yeah. Yes. So then we are very excited because most of the dog, uh, the world shows are in Europe. Yes. Because they are big, they have many, many dogs. But we also like to have, uh, you know, in these places in America, Brazil has a, such a beautiful places. Yeah. And I would say, Chile has the mountains with the snow and so beautiful places too. I, I think everywhere is beautiful. Argentina, 
yeah. with the, you know, the organization. And Miguel Angel is also a board member yeah. of the FCI. Okay. And I think in Mexico, I have to tell We had it. <laughs> I have to tell you. We had uh, the sexual show in Acapulco. Yeah. It, it was very beautiful. And also we had the, the, the judges Congress yeah. there. Yeah. And we had, I was very impressed. We had people coming from Europe, from the United States, from Canada, from all America. It was fantastic. It was really incredible. My last question, I mean, um, as, as uh, president of the section, obviously you're on the FCI board. Do you have any other responsibilities that are given to you as a board member besides looking after your section? Is there anything else that you're assigned to do uh, when, as a board member? Yes, I'm, I'm happy that you asked me this because we uh, have now uh, the Committee for uh, Welfare and Health for Dogs Worldwide. Awesome. This uh, committee was accepted by the board, and we have people, as you know, from Russia, from uh, Asia, everywhere, 10 people. I just wanted to say that a lot of people assume that a section president only looks after their section and doesn't have anything else. But whereas the reality is that you are given responsibilities within the board to manage other important things with, you know, within the FCI. And you have this um, job of, of managing this uh, committee for the uh, health and welfare of dogs, which is started. And, and uh, that's a, you know, so just to explain to people that you don't just look after your sections, but you also have other roles within the FCI to do, you know, that, 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 are, that you are given as a board member. As you know, the whole idea for this podcast is for people to understand the FCI better. And it's um, been wonderful to speak with you today. I thank you so much for your time. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this and, and you've given our listeners a lot to go away with and, and, and a better understanding of what's happening. So thank you so much, Dr. Pyro. I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man. So thank you once again. No. Take care. See you no, soon. Th thank you. Thank you, Gupi, for this opportunity. Because, uh, you know, we, I can promote the, uh, uh, the section Americas, and I hope that people from everywhere could go to the world show in Brazil, especially. Absolutely. Don't miss that. Don't miss <laughs> that. Everybody in the world has to be in Brazil when the World Dog Show comes. Sao Thank Paulo. you very much. Sao Paulo, Good. December 22. We'll all be there. Yeah. World auctions okay. in, in South America. Thank you so much. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.